Last week we got into a message entitled Jesus being the hope of the world. And um, we're going to go a little bit deeper with that today and, and look at how he's the hope of the world. And that actually you and I, humanity, is a key to people's hope and faith and trust and confidence being in him. Humanity is the key. You and I play a huge part in it because he set it up that way. Uh, not like, you know, he can't do anything without us, but he created us in his image. And we were created to be that part in the earth to help people to know and to understand who God truly is. So I just want to do a little bit of a recap over uh, concerning what we talked about a little bit uh, last week. Two main things that we talked about, um, and that is that Jesus defeated Satan. In 1 John 3, 8, and I'm just going to read the, the last part of that verse. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. It's a done deal. He destroyed all the works of the devil. So we talked about a little last week that the, the devil really has nothing on us except or in us except our thought life. If you're born again, he's not a part of you spiritually at all. He's not shared in your connection with God at all. The only avenue into your life that he has is in your thoughts. And the second thing that we talked about uh, last week is that he has empowered you and I, all of humanity, whether people have received it or not, they've really already been set up to be empowered. They just have to receive Jesus. And, and our empowerment is key. And actually, in, in Colossians 1 and verse 27, and I'm just going to read a part of that verse, he's talking here about the mystery that's been hidden from the ages. And he said, he said this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The, the, the hope of the world, the hope that the world would have in something or somebody uh, is tied to us. And that somebody in my life and what we're teaching about from the Bible, that somebody is Jesus Christ and his connection to the Father and to the Holy Spirit. Um, people need something to have hope in. And last week we defined that word hope. He said, Christ in me, Christ revealed in me is the hope of glory. That word hope is defined as confidence and assurance and the word glory is is defined as being filled up with everything that is good in other words god's nature so christ revealed in me is the confidence and the assurance for humanity that god and everything that is good about god is there for us and it's there for everybody some people think, you know, well, things just can't be that good. Well, it can be with God. There may be all kinds of crazy things going on around you. There's some crazy things in our nation and the world going on right now, but it doesn't change God. He's nothing but good. There's nothing but good in him. And he wants that goodness to be known throughout the earth. You know, there's, they say six billion people. I don't know. I think that's continuing to, to rise, but there's six billion people on the planet. And there's, a, you know, several billion of those six billion don't know anything about God. I mean, would that be because there's no word being preached? 
I mean, you know, I'm preaching the word to however many people today, but there's hundreds of thousands of people all over this planet. I mean, however many, I mean, into the millions or whatever. There's people everywhere. The word is everywhere. It's going out everywhere. This pandemic that's hit the, the, the country, it hadn't stopped the church. It hadn't stopped the word. But there's all these billions of people that don't believe. There, there's another key to it. See, because God said this. He said that his desire is that all would be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. That's his desire. Well, why hasn't he just made that come to pass? Because he needs us. He set it up that way. I'm not telling God that he needs me. I'm telling you that God said he needs us. He said Christ in you, Christ revealed in you, who he really is, it is literally the hope of the world. And, and Jesus is the hope of the world. But he's got to be revealed in somebody. It's got to be working this relationship and this trust and faith and confidence in him. It's got to be working in another individual so that that individual can tell another individual. One person at a time, the planet will come to the understanding of who God really is and what he made them to be. And he created us to all of us to accept him. Him, Jesus Christ, not just any other God, but Jesus Christ, the one that is alive and well and seated at the right hand of the Father. That's the God that the world needs to know, and that is the hope of the world. But we play this key part in that. So today I want to look at a couple other things. Um, and, and I'm going to read this one verse out of 1 John chapter 5, and it's the fourth verse. And it says, For whatever is born of God... Whatever is born of God, who's ever born again, if you understand the, if you understand and you've accepted him today in this born again lifestyle, everybody that's watching me today, you were born one time, but there's a second birth. And that second birth is not going back to your mother's womb and, and you know, being born again in the physical realm. It's being born again spiritually. It's a second birth. And he said, if you're born of God, then he, he said, you overcome the world. If you're born of God, you overcome the world. But he said, the victory that overcomes the world is your faith, your trust and confidence in him. And, and I'm going to make a couple of points about that verse because sometimes that verse is understood. Somebody may say, well, you know, things aren't working in my life because I, I don't have any faith. No, if you're born again, you've been dealt a measure of faith. The Bible says so. Actually, even if you're not born again yet, you still have that faith inside of you. It's just never been activated. It's never been developed. It's never been worked on because you've not made the choice to accept Jesus as your Savior, this second birth that we're talking about right here. But just think about this. I'm telling you today that if you're born again, you overcome the world. What does that mean? That means anything in the world. Anything that you're facing. I don't care if it's physically, financially, uh, socially, in relationships, in your marriage. I don't care what it is that's in the world, that you operate in the world. If you're born again, you overcome the world. But to really experience the victory of that overcoming position or place that God has put us in, you have to have faith that Let's just say the verse of scripture we just read, that he was manifested to destroy all the works of the devil. You've got to have faith that he actually did that. So I'm not really created to have faith in my faith. Yet, when I have faith 
in the fact that he defeated the devil, he destroyed all the works of the devil. When I have faith that greater is he than, than he that's in the world or anything that's in the world, when I have faith in that, then I've got to have a confidence that I can continue in that. So it's not me having faith in my faith, it's me having faith in the fact that he did what he said, and then I've got to have confidence in myself that I really believe what he did. Not faith in me, not faith in my faith, but me having faith and confidence that I'm going to continue to believe. Because I tell you, there's a continual devil out there that'll try to talk you out of things that you think you know. You may have heard some things. You may have been born again for a season or a time in your life. And you really think that you know. You think you understand some things. But man, if you let times like this right here get the best of you, the times that we're living in right now, if you don't practice and develop and allow God to be God in the midst of this, because he's already got this all worked out. I don't care what anybody else says. I mean, we're, we're flowing with our government and the best that we can and doing the things that they're asking us to do. But I'm telling you, God's already got this worked out. He's already made a way, even if it seems like there's no way. He's already made the way. So what you've got to do is develop your trust and faith in God even in the midst of what we face. Because I'm a world overcomer because I have faith in the fact that he did what he said he would do. That's where we've got to be and that's where we have to remain. And, we, and no matter what comes, no matter what happens in life, you have to remain in that place and continue to believe it. So I have faith that he did what he said he did. And then I have confidence in myself that I'm going to continue to believe that because I have faith all through his word and I stay and I keep it before me and I meditate on it on a daily basis. I allow it to be first place to answer all questions in life instead of going to other places and other sources. In 1 Corinthians 15, 57, it says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, God has the answer to everything in life. He has the answer to everything. Every answer to every situation in life. He just does. Now, some people, maybe that's hard to believe, but he's got every answer. And he said that he gives us that victory. He said, I read to you earlier in the first John verse, and this is the victory that overcomes the world is my faith. So he gives me that victory. It's released to me as I have faith and trust and confidence in him. Because, again, going back to what I said in the beginning, we're talking about Jesus being the hope of the world. But for him... To be the hope of the world, someone has to have faith that he really did what he said he did. He really destroyed the works of the devil. He really is the risen Son of God. Somebody's got to believe that. It's got to be revealed in them. Christ revealed in me is the hope of the world. You know, that looks like I'm saying that, you know, that I'm the key to the hope of the world. Well, I am. You are. We are. He made it that way. 
The key to people really believing that God is real is that I believe it so that I have a testimony. I have a case. I can share what he's, what he's done in my life with someone else. That's the key. That's the key to the victory of receiving everything that God has for us. That's the key. Christ in me and revealed in me. There's a verse of scripture in, in uh, <clears throat> Hebrews 11 that talks about faith, and I'm going to read it in the NIV translation. <clears throat> it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for. Now, I want you to follow me in this. Don't, don't, don't lose me in what I'm fixing to tell you right here. He said, Now faith is confidence in what we have hoped for and faith is assurance about what we don't see yet. So faith is the confidence in what we, ha what we hope for in life. And, and it's not just, well, I hope this is going to happen. The hope that we talked about last week and that we're talking about a little more today that hope comes from within. It comes from God showing you inside of you, no matter what it looks like. Notice that verse said, no, uh, uh, even what we don't see, faith is the hope that is actually going to come to pass. In other words, if I've got, if somebody's told me that they're going to give me something and it's like a week off, if they've told me, you know what, I'm going to give you this, and all you have to do is come pick it up in a week. Well, I'm already telling people that I already have it. Well, I don't see it yet, but I already have it. Yeah, but where is it? Well, I'm going to pick it up at the end of the week. Well, when God's told us that he's done certain things for us, even though we may not see it, we have this hope on the inside, this assurance and confidence that even though we don't see it today, it's coming to pass. Why? Because we believe in everything in His Word that He told us He's already done. That faith and confidence is vital to the success of the nation and the, the nation having hope that they're not just left on their own and we've got to trust people. I, I just tell you, you know, you watch a lot of stuff out there, a lot of news, a lot of you know, opinions of other people. And some, sometimes, maybe it's just me, but it seems like sometimes it's really kind of hard to know who to trust and believe. Sometimes you feel that way. But I'll tell you this, I've learned in 40 plus years that as I've trusted him, he's always come through for me. Maybe not when I thought it should have come through or when I really seemed like I really needed it. But he's always come through for me in my life because my faith and my trust and my confidence in him has remained strong. It's continued. There's been times when it was weakened. There are times when it seemed like, you know, he lost my phone number and things are just not going to happen. But I'm telling you, as I stayed true to his word and I didn't quit, I've seen it all come to pass. In the sixth verse of, uh, sixth verse of Hebrews 11, it says this, just the first part of it. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. What that didn't say is that if you're not trusting God today, God's not pleased with you. It didn't say that. It said, without faith, it's impossible to please Him. And what he's talking about, the whole 11th chapter, 
is about the, the acts of faith that people saw things come to pass. But without faith, it's impossible for him to be encouraging and pleased with your progress. Now, now I want to give you a, a case in point. Let's say you've got, say, a five or six-year-old child and you're teaching them discipline. You know, so maybe you're teaching them to clean up after themselves. And, you know, you're, maybe they were sitting somewhere and they were eating something and they said, okay, I want you to just to take your trash and go and put that in the, in the trash can. And so they get up from the table and they take all their trash and they just throw it all over the house. You know, I mean, can you see yourself looking at that little child and saying, you just, you, you precious thing. I just am so happy with you. You know, you didn't do what I said, but I'm just really pleased and so happy. No, no, you're, you're, you're going to do a number of things, you know. You're, you're going to discipline that child. But, but why are you disciplining the child? Because you know that if, you know, at five or six, it's one thing and you, can, you could kind of laugh and just shrug it off and act like it's no big deal. But if you don't do something now when they're 20 and they're doing something like that, I mean, nobody's going to want to be around them. If they're at work and they're not cleaning up after themselves and their place looks like a wreck, their desk or office looks like a wreck, probably they're not going to keep a job. You know, the, the consequences are really rough and difficult. And that's what God's saying right here. Without the development of faith, it's not pleasing him. He loves you. He accepts you. But he wants you to trust in him so that other people will believe. Right? Christ revealed in you is the hope of the nation. It's the hope. I'm telling you right now, you, you can look around and you can see things happening. You can kind of be discouraged. You can be frustrated. You can be in fear, worried, taking the care of different things, all, all of that. At the end of the day, what you have to do daily is to thank God and, and to worship Him and to acknowledge, Lord, even, even though I'm seeing things that don't make sense and I'm not sure about this, I trust you and I know that you're seeing me through. So, Lord, I just thank you today for revealing to me any of my next steps, things that I need to do to accomplish things in a right way. I'm not going to do things out of fear. I'm going to do things out of faith and trust and confidence in you. There's a passage of Scripture that if you've been saved at all, you use this passage of Scripture. It was presented to you probably in one way or another in, in accepting Jesus as your Savior. And it's found in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 and it says if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead it says you will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved and in in this passage a little bit farther down in verse 13, it says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the name of the Lord if they've not believed in Him? How can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without somebody preaching to them? So there's three keys in this passage of Scripture that I think not just relate to your initial salvation, but it's you overcoming unbelief and not believing on a day-to-day -day basis. You having faith and trust that God did what he said he would do instead of being moved by what you see and how you feel. And those three keys, number one, 
And, and, and these three keys have to be developed for you to have the relationship that we're talking about today. This intimate relationship that we're, that we're, that we're going into today and, and discussing is, is so vital for the nations. You're a key part to seeing the nations one because the nations start with everybody outside of your house, your next door neighbor and on and on and on. You're a key part to winning the nations, but it's Jesus being revealed in, in, inside of you. And, and these three things have to be developed on a regular basis or it's not gonna happen. You can try, you can have good intentions, but if you don't develop these three things, you'll, you, you, Jesus himself will not be revealed on the inside of you. And these three things are, number one, you have to hear the word of God. You have, like you're hearing today, you have to hear the word of God and do something with what you're hearing. The second thing is that you have to take what you're hearing and meditating on and you have to say it yourself. You know, as I said earlier, when there's times when you feel overwhelmed and overdone and, and things are trying to overtake you and you're being moved by what you see or how you feel, that it's those times when you've got to take the word and begin to thank God. Lord, I don't understand this situation, but I know that Jesus in me is greater than anything that I face today. I know, Lord, that through him I can do anything that I'm faced with. I thank you for it. You have to develop a lifestyle and a routine in your life of saying and declaring the word, especially when things aren't difficult or hard. You need to be doing it every day so that you become aware of how God thinks about different situations. It's vital that you do it. And the third thing, which was found in, in these passages of scripture in Romans 10 here, is that you'll believe. Because you'll never get born again uh, if you don't believe. And you'll never believe if you don't hear. And your hearing is not enough if you don't meditate and take what you're hearing and begin to declare those things so that you're believing in the things that you're saying. You'll never believe the things you're saying if you don't have a daily routine of declaring who you are in the eyes of God. That's what he wants. His desire is that you have that and you live in that. Why? What, what, what is the reason and the purpose for all this? So that Jesus can be who he was created to be, the hope of the world. He's the hope of the world. But you and I are the key to seeing that happen and, to, and, and being distributed throughout the whole planet. I just, you know, in my life, I just have a vision just to be a blessing and, and, and to empower and to help others to be encouraged to do what God's put in their heart to do. He's a great God. He has a plan for your life. And he had that plan for your life before the foundation of the world. But ultimately, what that plan was for was so that he could be the hope of the world and that all would come to the saving knowledge of God. He didn't desire for one to perish, but everybody to come to him. That's what he wants. Why? Because he created everybody. If he created everybody, even the people you don't like, he created them. I'm telling you, he loves them. And so you might as well start loving them yourself and, and use some tough test cases, uh, you know, as, as practice to, to develop this relationship with God in a greater and a deeper way. Well, what benefit is it if you just love people that, you know, are, are easy to love? No, it's learning to love people and give yourself for people that are difficult. And I'm just telling you today, it's doable and you can do it, but you have to develop this relationship with God and these three keys are vital.